Live from Gil Silva Family Studio in Salinas, California, the salad bowl of the world. Welcome to the podcast designed to inspire the only one built with ganas. You're going to work harder than you ever worked before. And the only thing I ask from you is ganas, desire, haircut. If you don't have the ganas, I will give it to you because I'm an expert. From the founders of Gill Basketball Academy that empowers youth to play hard, work hard, study hard, and overcome obstacles. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. Real interviews with real people about real life. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And now it's time for Ganas, leading from the heart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ganas, leading from the heart. I am Jose Gill, coach, teacher, father, husband, and lifelong believer in Ganas, which translates to desire. Today on the show, we are privileged to have Pastor Smith, a local organizer, leader from our community, um, with us on our show but before we get to our guest, I want to introduce to you my co-host, Josue. Hey, Pastor, this is Josue here. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being here with us. We really uh, appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. How are yeah. we doing, Pastor? Hello, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. And to start off, um, I was wondering if you could talk just a little bit more about yourself, Some talk some about your upbringing, um, your family, now your career as well. Sure. Thank you. Once again, you know, I'm, I'm Pastor Smith, uh, pastor of New Hope Missionary Baptist Church in the east side of Salinas, California. I've been pastoring there for a little over 15 years now. Uh, I was raised and uh, born in South Central Los Angeles uh, uh, in, in the, the, the 80s, uh, if you will. Um, I have married to my wife. You know, she's uh, been married the last 30 years. We have five daughters. Uh, my wife is a... a, a a family therapist, and so you know we're entrenched in our, in our community as far as that's concerned. I went to Cal State University, uh, Monterey Bay. I'm sorry, didn't I? I went to CSUN, Cal State University, Northridge. Oh, okay, <laughs> talking to someone about Monterey Bay. No, Cal State University, Northridge. Thank you. Uh, left there, you know, I had a uh, seven-year military career, traveled uh, over the world, came back and uh, settled down in, in Monterey County at Fort Ord. And so this is where we've been ever since. And so um, uh, we've been on Paniska for the last, I guess, 30, 30, 40 years almost now. But it's been quite a while since we've been here on the Paniska. You know, t- talk about those South Central uh, days of, uh, because I know, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a, how could I say, um, you know, it's not, it's not Disneyland when it comes to, you know, no. being raised, uh, you know, I, we were, we were, you know, raised here in East Salinas, and uh, talk about your some of your experiences in South Central. Well, uh, South Central was a uh, was a to me was a school of hard knocks. You know, you know we had you had the local street gangs, and so it was a matter of survival. And uh, so I, I was raised in a you know single parent household where there was no male figures, and so you know we we looked to the streets to kind of help raise us. And so, you know, thank God for education. Thank God for the military, because uh, the the average, you know, lifespan of a young man in South Central, you know, is 15 to 17 years old, unless, you know, they're they're in, in prison, of course. But that's, you know, being raised in, in South Central, right there, in in you know, in the heart of Watts, 
you know, my wife is from Compton. And so, uh, you know, you had Crips on one side, the Bloods on the other side, and, uh, and you're just trying to find a way to fit in. And oftentimes, you know, you'll acquiesce toward, you know, the gang life or, you know, uh, or you went off to, to school somewhere. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad of my upbringing because it really made me who I am today. It helped me to be who I am today. Oh, most definitely. Uh, myself being raised, I was born in East L.A., Boyle Heights area, wow. and I was raised here yeah. in East Salina. So I, I, I we, we have a, a lot, yeah. of, lot in common. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And you like know, I said, I, you know, I don't regret any of my upbringing. I don't, nope. you know, it was a, you know, it, it, it made me who I am today. And so I'm able to kind of, um, uh, to, I'm, I'm able to kind of bind with some of the young men that are coming up today who, who want to kind of get into that, that bad boy life and let them know that it's not always cracked up to be. No, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you again. And because, uh, once again, you know, it makes us who we are, right? It's part of our journey. And yes, sir. Uh, it's it's part of our, our plan. Was there any pivotal point in your life growing up that you said, you know what, my calling is to to be a pastor, to help well, people? Well, I mean, I, yeah, and that's a very good question. You know, my my I was raised by my mother and by my aunt, you know, and you two strong, two, two of the strongest black women I ever known in my life. And they had to be, uh, you know, they, they could not be soft because of the environment in which we lived. And so, you know, they always made sure that we went to church, always made sure that we went to school. And, uh, you know, they, they did for us what a, a average man would do in, in our upbringing. And so because they instilled in us at a very early age, you know, the, the respect of, of, of family, the, the love of, of, you know, of our country, if you will, you know, and the respect and love of God, you know, that is the direction in which, you know, my, my, my life has taken. And we, we never really, we never really diverted from that, from that course. Yes. And, and let's, let's speak on current situations. You know, what, what state of mind do you think our society is in right now? And, uh, you know, talk about the, your, your involvement in social change, uh, here locally, because you are very active in our community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a very good question. I think that our, you know, you, the questions, the state of mind that our society is, I think we're in a very chaotic state, honestly, very chaotic. Uh, and, and it's not a, it's not a very good place for us to be in as a society. Uh, once again, you know, we're in a, we're living in a day and age now where there's really uneasiness. Uh, you know, people are, are not able to freely move about as they, as they wish or desire. And so right now it's, it's, it's chaotic, honestly. And, and to be honest with you, I, you know, I, I am one that believe, you know, in, in the ability of change. But even me personally, I am living on the edge. As a black man in America, I am living on the edge. And I have five daughters who, who are raised, you know, to, to be up upstanding citizens. Mm-hmm. I fear for them when they leave out of the house. And so, you know, when you say, you know, uh, uh, what state of mind our society is in right now? I, I think the state is is, is a very chaotic state, mm-hmm. honestly. And 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 I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take for us to get back to what we perceive as normalcy. Yeah. Uh, my involvement in social change is just to to do what I can do. Uh, I'm one person trying to change, you know, change the the course of of the world in which I live in, 
And so that's why we've taken on, you know, the, the, the injustice that we've seen. That's why we've championed the, the, the cause for the marginalized in our community. Because once again, you know, as a believer, you know, and I haven't talked about my faith, but as a believer in Jesus Christ, we've been called to do just that. We've been called to champion those who are less fortunate than us, those who don't have a voice. You know, those who can't speak for themselves, we have been called to do that. And I'm very passionate about that. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's powerful. Thank you for that, Pastor. Yeah. And also speaking about on your involvement in social activism, um, I, I got to w- witness it firsthand seeing you lead the Monterey, the new, newly formed Monterey County, uh, County Solidarity Coalition, where we marched 14 miles from East Salinas to Seaside. And like being yeah. part of that, I know that was something very powerful here in the community and hopefully sparked like a movement for change. So I was wondering if you could yeah. talk a little more about that, um, pl- the the process of planning that, and what do you think the, the next steps are going forward? And also like how, just like your feelings on the, on the entire event and yeah. what the next steps are. And you could talk about how we cramped up at mile number eight <laughs> together. <laughs> was, it, was it mile eight? <laughs> it it may, may have been a little little sooner than that. But, but you know, it's uh, once again, a very good question. And, 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 you know, how that, how that whole coalition came to be, uh, um, you know, I was approached as one of the uh, religious community leaders has, has to try to, you know, bring our community together doing this uh, uneasiness, you know, all stem behind, you know, of course, what happened to George Floyd. Uh, and, and I was apprehensive about it. And the reason why I was apprehensive, and I told the group uh, or the, the people that approached me was that I, I did not see the utility in us marching uh, and coming together as such. And the reason why is because my ancestors, for all of my life, I'm 55 years old, for all my life, and, and, and prior to that, of course, I have seen them march, I've seen them protest, and, and I say, here we are in 2020, still doing the same thing. And what is it for? Why are we still marching? Why, you know, why are we still uh, 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 wearing out the soles of our shoes? For what reason? And so, but but for some reason, this time it felt different. It, it felt different because I seen people like 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 one uh, sway. I seen you know I seen people like my daughter who's, who 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 came to me and say, Dad, we got to do something. And so when when I see these young people with this passion uh, for change in their heart, and who who wanted to lead from the heart, mm-hmm. it, it 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 made me want to say, okay, if you want to do this. Let me show you how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been represented across this country by people who are not representing us well. And what I mean by that is that people who are out, you know, protesting, but yet there's a violent uh, attachment to the protesting. We can protest without it ever turning violent and still get our, 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 our voices heard. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that, you know, my, my children and, and, and your children see how it should be done. And this is one of the reasons why I felt so strongly about being a part of this coalition or the movement in which we we started, you know, a few months ago. Yeah, and, and like you said, the young people and, and as a father, um, watching my son Josue out there with you and yes. other uh, local leaders and and taking the initiative and you know and you know it it it, it made you proud. You know, made you yes. proud, and and uh, of course, once he said, um, you know, we're gonna march all the way to to Seaside or Marina. I'm like, okay, 
um you know and i'm like are you are you taking us into consideration as well and uh, right, right and so right. you know i wasn't gonna let him down i'm like okay at first i thought well maybe right. we could you know let's bike it or let's right. figure out how to and uh when right. he said you know if you don't want to do it, it's okay i'm like oh hold on here i didn't i never said i didn't want to do it <laughs> Right. You know, so I don't um, think I said right, it like right. that. I don't think but, I said it like that. But but it's the young blood, you know, it's the young generation <laughs> yes, that you yes, said sir. that if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be with them. And uh we could be witnesses and we could be supportive and we, we could be there alongside them, right? Right. Um right. But it, it's powerful when it's when it's from the youth. And speaking yeah. of, of the youth, um, I don't know if you recently saw that picture of, of two young girls outside of Taco Bell here in, in East Salinas yeah. uh, that made national news um them sitting on out there with their laptops trying to get wi-fi from the from the from the taco bell restaurant you know it's uh to me it was heartbreaking to see that um and i know for many of us that are educators we saw that and said no that's not um and of course a black eye on our community you know but but more than anything on on the entire nation to say you know we got to do better Yes, we got to yes, do better. Yes, you know, what was your reaction to that? Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. It, it literally, literally was heartbreaking for for me to see those two young young girls who uh, were you know had to sit outside their homes at a uh, local establishment in order just to connect to to Wi Fi. Listen, we are the richest nation mm-hmm. in this land, and our children should not have. A, a need for the basic necessities of life. And unfortunately, Wi-Fi is one of the necessities of life uh, that our children need this day. Yes. And it really broke my heart. It, it really broke my heart. And so, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do, you know, in, in my little church in East Salinas is, is open my church up uh, to, to people who need to be there for whatever reason. You know, just recently, uh, there was a call that went out, and I don't want to get off, you know, uh, the, no, it's the, okay. you know our topic. But there was a call that went out to uh, to the community to to gather school supplies for our farm workers, mm-hmm. and and they had no place to meet, no place to to assemble. And I said, listen, use the church. The church has to be that staple in the community where people can come and gather and then work out of. We're just an extension to our to our community. And would you believe that as of this date, we've given out over two thousand backpacks over the last wow, week and a half. Awesome. Wow. To, to our form, form, form workers and 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 the the the, the donations are still coming in uh, but but th- not only is this an indictment on us but it's an indictment on 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 people like comcast and and at&t and, and verizon these collaborates needs to make sure need to make sure that at least every household that has a child has access to wi-fi it, it really, it really does. You know, the school system. You know, they, they, we pay taxes. They need to give out white hotspots to to the children who need it. Yeah. Of course, there are going to be those that take advantage of it, but but the greater need of those that need them will 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 take those things and use them to their advantage. And so, it really is a black eye on our community that we had to see that that recent picture of those two young girls sitting outside of Taco Bell. Yeah. I mean, oh. internet's pretty much essential now nowadays with everything yeah. moving to technology. So it really should be a basic utility available for everybody, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And also speaking on other current events, I know um, recently the, the shooting, 
the shooting of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin was also very heartbreaking just to see that this is still going on in our country um, where people of color, um, primarily black people, are being targeted um, by the group, groups as the police. And it's something that's, that really has to change in our society. And I was wondering what, what action items you think should happen going forward, with not only in the state of Wisconsin, but throughout the nation, where people yeah. have been pushing for this, marching for this, and what do you think needs to happen um, yeah. going forward? Well, there, there's a, a few things that I think that need to happen. Um, first and, and primarily, change has got to start from the top uh, and, and trickle down. It, it's not a bottom-up thing. It's a, really a top-down. And what I mean by that is that uh, I, we, we have a president, and I don't, I don't want to get political, but we have a president who have not yet to this day said out of his mouth that Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. He has not yet to this day denounced all the, 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 the police brutality, all the violence, all the, the, the George Floyd incident. He has not to this day spoke against. Matter of fact, he said that there are good people on both sides of the, of the fence. Mm -hmm. Until we have a leader in the White House that stands up and, and says, this has got to stop. In, in other words, what he's really doing is that he's almost emboldening those who already have that in their DNA, if you will, to, to do such criminal things to people of color. And so it has to really start from the top. And then not only must it start from the top, but it must trickle down to our local community, our local elected officials, our, our governors and our, our senators. Those people have got to be held accountable for, for the injustices that are being uh, thrust upon, you know, black and brown communities throughout this land. Until that happens, we are going to continue circle back around and, and things like what happened to Jacob Blake will be a everyday occurrence in our nation. And, 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 and my brothers, th this should not be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very well said. And, you know, these upcoming elections are, are crucial in, in our opinion. And what, what locally, what would you want to see happen um, in these elections and leading us into the future? Good question. Locally, and, and once again, you know, it, it, it has to start locally with us as far as elections. So, so one of the things that we're doing as a coalition is that between now and November, uh, every month, we, we're getting out and we are actually uh, uh, signing people up. We are registering people to vote. What we've seen is that there has been a decline in the uh, black and brown communities as far as them getting out and voting or even registering to vote. A lot of them are, 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 are scared to do it. Uh, a lot of them don't feel that their vote count. And so what we're doing is that we're trying to educate people and saying your vote do count. And, and if we're going to make change happen, it has to start with each individual. Not only does it have to start with each individual, but each individual candidate that is running, we have to put pressure on them to let them know that they are an elected official. And because they are an elected official, which means that it's by the power of the people that will put them in office, and it will be power of the people that take them out of office if they don't hold up to what they said that they would do prior to us electing them. So it starts with us. We have to uh, educate our, our fellow citizens, especially those in the black and brown communities, 
to let them know that how important their vote is to this particular election that's coming up. And then we have to hold our local officials, local candidates accountable uh, to make sure that change happens in our local neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, and I feel just listening to, to the passion, you know, coming out of you um, because it, it's, you're speaking with ganas from the heart and uh, that's what we're about right now. And uh, yeah. especially on our podcast, but to our podcast listeners out there, what, um, what do you think is uh, the best or if there was a tip you can give people in the community, if you had a chance to speak to the entire community, what, what would you give them as a tip to make our, our community a better place? Because there's so many great people here and there's so many people yeah. trying to do great things because we just love our area, we love our community. What what advice would you give them? What tip would you give them? I, I would I would give them this tip: is that we have to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's that's. Mm-hmm. Listen, once we begin to love our neighbor as we love ourselves, it really is the golden rule: almost do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We have to become a community of inclusiveness. We have to make sure that everyone is included in everything that happens within our community. I, I post I post this statement, or I, made, I made this statement where someone asked me, uh, do black lives matter? And I said, for me, it, it really is not a, a, a statement of whether black lives matter, but it really is a statement of are black lives equal? See, it's a big difference. Mm-hmm. A dog life matter, a well life matter. A tree matters, but a dog, a well, and a tree is not equal to another human being. And until you begin, until our community starts start to see each other as equal to one another, we'll always be derelict in, in, in what is needed, most importantly, in our community, and that is love for our fellow brethren. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you for that, Pastor. Yes, I'm, sure, I'm sure all the listeners are going to be... Um, really soak soak all this in, have a, a lasting impact on them as well. Um, Wonderful. Also, I was wondering, um, is there anyone in your life, whether it's like someone, a public figure or a family member, um, anyone who's been influential in your life that's really um, shaped who you are? Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, uh, it's interesting that you would ask that, and um, you know, of course, you know, my my mother, you know, she she helped shape who I was, of course, but but when I think on, on a a global or broad more broad spectrum. It's funny that I would I would choose Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, wow. uh, and and yeah. and those guys, man, are, are are almost polar opposite, if you will. Martin Luther King <laughs> was, was non nonviolent. I mean, he, yeah. he preached love, and 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 Malcolm Malcolm X said by whatever means necessary. Means necessary. You like the sweet and sour <laughs> stuff, <Yeah>. huh? <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy, man. But, but I understand it. I get it. I get it. Listen, yeah. we have got to love. We have got to love beyond measure. But we've also got to say that we love you beyond measure by whatever means necessary. Yes. And so, so you take those two and you mesh them together. Okay. And, you know, because, because they're, they're, listen, there comes a time in all of our lives where I, I love you enough to stand up to you and say enough is enough. Does that make sense? Yep. And so, so I, I, I take on the characteristics of Dr. King, the love, and also the, the dogmatic uh, approach of, of Malcolm X saying by whatever means necessary. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Definitely. And going off of that, um, like speaking on your own legacy, 
how would you like to be remembered when you're um, in the future? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and, and that's another good question. I, I <clears throat> There's a old, old Negro uh, spiritual. And it says, it says like this, if I can help just one somebody as I travel along this road, if I can help one somebody with a word or song, if I can help just one somebody and show him that he's traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Wow. Wow. Josue, you want to translate that into Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. That, that's that's a, that's beautiful. You know, beautiful. Yes. And I hope uh, hope we all can uh, use that in our daily lives, right? But that's, that's amazing. So, you know, um, Pastor, as we start, you know, winding down our, our, our show, um, you know, Ganas is the name of our show. And... Uh, you exemplify that perfectly by demonstrating your activism and your, the way you lead people and the way you, um, not only through your talk, but through your actions, you know, and, and, uh, that's something that's, uh, commended by us. And, and that's the reason why we wanted you on our podcast, because we know that our listeners are going to be, um, benefiting a lot from hearing you speak and the message you have but um when it comes to the topic of ganas and desire what advice mm-hmm. would you have to our podcast listeners to you know to get through this right yeah um one you know and i like ganas and i and i and please correct me if i'm wrong but you know ganas is being interpreted desire or leading from the heart is that correct yes sir mm-hmm. and and so um what what i what i take away and what i would like to give or uh, as far as that is concerned is that what comes from the heart reaches the heart. Everything that, that we do, we have to do it with a spirit of humility and we have to do it with the spirit of love. People know, people know whether you're genuine or not. It is almost as if the, the little child, and, I, and I'm sure you, every one of your listeners have experienced that. When, when, when they see babies and they, they babies push away from adults or, or refuse to go to adults, it's simply because that child has something inward in them that lets them know that that adult don't mean them any good. And so when you talk about Ghana, so you talk about leading from the heart, whatever we do, that has to be from the heart. And if I may take a, a second to say this, social media is, is so powerful now. But we have people who are utilizing social media for the wrong reasons. I, I don't have to have my camera on filming me as I'm feeding the homeless. What, what, am, what am I really saying? Am, am I saying that, you know, that, the, that look at me and what I'm doing? Or am, I, or am I truly trying to help someone who's in need? And so we have to lead from the heart. I don't always have to have a microphone in my face when I'm trying to encourage somebody. And so we have to be careful what our motives are. That's what I'm really trying to say. Mm-hmm. When we lead from the heart, we have to make sure that we have the right motives in leading people. If not, our pure and true motives will be revealed. Wow. Very well said. You know, and uh, Ganas, in our, in our Mexican culture, there's a there's always a saying. There's, you always have uh, mom and pop saying, you know, we wish you the best. Echale ganas, right? Try your best, give it all you got. 
and uh, you'll have no regrets, right? And that's yes. uh, something, a model that we live by. Um, and so, you know, you perfect, you said it perfectly, and, and uh, I love the way you, you summarize that because, um, once again, you know, we asked you to feed something to our podcast listeners, and, and you certainly did with that. Thank you, sir. So as Thank we you. move on to our final segment of our show, we, we call this the carnasada portion of it and uh we're having a bar backyard barbecue you know you know how, right. uh, and uh one day when this whole pandemic is is over we're gonna invite you over to the house and and uh yes, you, you're gonna love my cooking back there but, <laughs> but we yep. have conversations you know we have nice conversations yep. and um and there's certain topics usually in sports that we bring up and we might yes. not might not always agree but you know you 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 yes you raise your points, but we're going to do some rapid fire stuff on you. We're going to kind of put you on. Yeah, we're going to put you on the okay. grill. Put you on the we'll grill a little bit. With some quick questions. So with some no quick worries. questions. No. See, we'll see what comes love to it. the heart. <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> All right. Love ready it. for the love first it. one? Yeah. All right. So what's your favorite movie ever? My favorite movie? Oh, my goodness gracious. I, I like the, the Denzel Washington movie. And uh, it was, it was. I can't think of the name of it. Shucks. Oh, my goodness. Um Training Day. Oh, we just saw it last week. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that's a great yeah. movie. And, and, you know, it, it's, not, it's not a movie that I would recommend. Yeah. But, but I, I, just, I love Training Day. I, you know, I, love, I love his portrayal. I love the acting that he did in it. And uh, that, that's what comes to mind, Training Day. That movie's intense, yeah. What's, movie. your, what's, yeah. what's your model you live by? Treat others as you would have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite hobby during quarantine? My favorite hobby would be reading. Okay. Yes. Your favorite NFL team and why? Dallas Cowboys, and I just love Tom Landry. Every, every, when I was a little kid, he was always dressed up in a suit and a hat, and uh, he just amplified to me what a, uh, a head coach should be. Tom, Tom Landry sold the Cowboys to me years ago, and I've been a diehard Dallas fan you know, for life. Wow, so we're big Niners fans, so I don't know. We're going to have to end this uh, a little early yeah, today. I'm um, Hector, our producer. Hector, uh, you, you're going to be able to edit things, right? <laughs> <laughs> My man Hector can t- do it all, so. Yeah. Hector, thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. All right, next one. All right, one. Hector. Uh, what's the favorite book, your favorite book you've ever read? My favorite book? Uh, there's this book that's called The New Tolerance. And uh, I don't know the author of it, but but it talks about how uh, things that we used to uh, uh, relish years ago has changed now. And so everything is kind of changing with our society. And now we have this new tolerance, you know, you know, where we would not tolerate certain things years ago. Now all of a sudden we have to kind of really change the way we're thinking. And it's really taken us away from, from what I call our bedrock uh, uh, formation or how we were brought up. It's called the new tolerance. And I would recommend that book to, to anyone who's, who's, Who's who's coming up? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, and here we go. Our final one. If you were a move, if you were a movie or TV character, who would you be? Oh my goodness gracious! I would be the Godfather. Don't quote me. Don't quote Yeah, yeah, I would be the Godfather. Oh man! I just, yeah, yeah. Without without all the violence, though. See, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, you know, isn't that funny that the day I met you when we when we actually marched, right? Um, wow. We 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 just talked. We talked. We talked and talked and talked. Next, thing you know, it, yes, sir. You know, because yes, sir. we just clicked and uh, yeah. and some somehow, you know, I, I always believe that things happen for a reason, and uh, and that day uh, 
it was there was a reason why we uh, got to meet each other because um, I became a fan of yours. Um, yeah, and I'm not gonna and lie, I yours as well. Yes, and um, and and I know, and I know this is gonna be a, a collaboration for many many years because we both yes, believe in serving serving our community and and helping yes, others sir. without expecting anything in return. So this has been right. an amazing interview, amazing podcast. Yeah, thank you, Pastor. We uh, really thank appreciate you. you being here with here with us and. Yes, and great stories. I know the listeners are going to really value this a lot. Thank you, thank you, and I pre- I really appreciate the uh, the 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 invitation. And then, like you said, you know, uh, Gil, you know, we we really hit it off, man, because you know I think once again, what, what comes from the heart reaches the heart, and uh, you know, I fell in love with your son, man. And, you know, just a you know upright young man. And uh, when I met you, I said, okay, yeah, I see where he he gets it from, and and. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I won't say that I envy that relationship because I never had a father-son relationship. But, man, uh, you know, what you and your son are doing together is a beautiful thing. And so I, I, I really appreciate that there are still role models out there that are still shaping our young men to becoming the man like your son is becoming. And I want to applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And that's our show today. We'd like to thank Pastor Smith for being a special guest on our podcast. On behalf of the GBA family, keep leading with Ghana. My heritage is deep in my veins, blood of a king, not different than most. I come from a long line of hustlers, we dig from the dirt, no need to boast. My heritage taught me to fight, they move in their brains while they bust in their back. My heritage made me a wolf, I'm ready for battle as I leave my pack. My head held high cause I'm proud of my roots, my heritage. It gave me a boost, it gave me a boost to the top, now I'm that we running from the cops. Now this is America, no sounds a surprise. They go on the news and spread it with lies Truth that evil's in different forms The rich can get richer, bro is a norm History repeats itself, that's how it goes Trump signing bills, my college Jim Crow's What's up, it's the fan, we still got each other I trust in my neighbor, just like my brother Our heritage taught us the power of unity We always on top as we got community And I take that over money any day We stick together, our problems gonna fade away My heritage taught me when there's a will, there's a way We need to find that way my heritage, my heritage, my heritage. It taught me to hustle. My heritage, my heritage, my heritage. It taught me to fight. My heritage.